Hello, Mama! So excited to be here with you today as always, and I'm really excited to dive back into our episode all about what to do to mess up, what to do after you yell at your kids, what to do when you lose your cool, whether it's with your husband or your kids or whoever. These moments are inevitable to some extent, and we got to be prepared for them. Now, I'm not saying that we can't heal and we can't grow and that they should be less frequent and less intense, but there's going to be moments where we make mistakes, where we have moments where we don't act in the true identity that we have as daughters of the king. We don't Uh, act in in love the way we want to because we are human and on this earth we have a sin nature and that's not going away and so we've got to know that these moments are going to come and we got to be prepared for them and so that's what we're doing today if you didn't listen to the last episode I encourage you to go back and listen in Uh, we talked about the first two steps of what to do after you mess up and the first one is to accept grace and we really dove into the mindset behind that because God's grace is available for us. And so it's really just about receiving that. But I know it can be so hard in those moments. We just want to heap shame on ourselves and beat ourselves up. And I get it, but it's not helpful. And so we we dove deeply into that. And then we also talked about how we then need to apologize and start taking ownership. And so uh, go back and listen to that because those first two steps are almost the most essential. But today we're going to dive into five more steps that we do after that. And I'm just excited to go here with you because I want you to know you're not alone and I want you to be equipped for when those moments come. Like then in this, this, these episodes may or may not be inspired by true events in my life over the past two weeks. <laughs> so I'm in it with you, mama. Uh, let's dive into this, today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so excited to be here with you and excited for this topic because I don't know, my mama heart needed it. I know that a lot of your mama hearts need it. This is just, even just talking about it, just talking about how it's normal. And when I say normal, it doesn't mean I'm excusing it. I'm not saying that we don't need to work on it and grow from it. It's absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it happens and we can make the best of it, right? We, we fell into that trap again. We made the mistake, we lost control, but now we have the opportunity to grow from it. And actually, you know, it really reminds me of when I was a therapist, we learned about this idea of rupture and repair. And it's this concept of in the therapeutic relationship, there is gonna come a time where there's a rupture. Essentially, it's like a a tear in the relationship where conflict arises, there's some kind of disagreement. And, you know, in a therapeutic relationship, it might look different, it will look different than what it does look like in your parenting or in your marriage or whatever it is. But this, this rupture 
uh, can feel just uncomfortable. We don't like it, it, it and it can threaten the relationship. But ultimately, if we take the time to repair it, so rupture and repair, we take that second step to repair it, it actually strengthens the relationship. Because when you walk through something challenging like that and you're able to get through it and process it and heal from it and come together, it it creates this space where it's just even more safe for each other. There's more vulnerability. There's more connection because you've gone through kind of a trial to test that connection and you're still there. And so the same thing can happen in these moments where we lose it. God can redeem it and create a stronger relationship out of it, both a stronger relationship for you and your child or whoever you lost it with. We're going to continue using the example of when you yell at your child because no, that happens for so many of us. Uh, But again, this can be in any relationship. But this this moment, it doesn't have to just be this horrible thing where it, it seeps lies into your life. It actually can be this moment that's beautiful. And it, it draws you closer to God because you're reminded that you need a savior. You're reminded of the sin nature you have that we can kind of hide, kind of camouflage on a good day where we kind of forget that uh, some of these thoughts that we're having of gossip or uh, wanting something that someone else has or uh, anger towards our husband, we forget that that a lot of those thoughts are sinful. And so we can kind of forget that we need God and, and have this illusion that's so dangerous that we can do it on our own. And so again, one of the beautiful things that can come out of these moments that feel so horrible is just this reminder of our need for a savior that should always be with us. But again, we can, we can hide from it. So let's, let's keep going. But in order to get that, that redemption, in order to get that strength from it, you got to go through a process. You got to look at it and heal it and work through it. And so that's what we're going to, we're going to work on today. Uh, so the first step of that healing process is that apology. I mean, ultimately the first step is accepting the grace because you can't fully like own your stuff if you're not accepting grace. But then we we begin to apologize and I unpacked that for you last week. And then the third step that we're going to go into today is that you, after you go into your accountability for yourself and talking with them about what you did wrong and owning that and apologizing, we're going to then go and talk about their actions. We're going to hold them accountable for their actions. And I know this can feel so challenging because we just had a moment where we're the adult and we lost it and we didn't act like an adult. And we're like, how can I hold them accountable for something I didn't just do? And first of all, like you just took ownership for your stuff. You talked with them about what happened. You fully owned it radical, full acceptance of your stuff without any blame, all of it. You, you modeled that for them. So now it's, it's their turn. And ultimately this step is so essential. It's actually going to create a lot of sense of safety in them, which I know sounds counterintuitive, but first of all, just consistency in parenting is one of the most crucial ways that we can help our kids feel safe when we consistently uphold those boundaries with them and we're consistent in how we love them. We're consistent in how we discipline them. We're consistent in all of the things. That is one of the most essential things that they need from us. And so we need to, in this moment, also be consistent here. Now, I also want you to think about a moment where maybe in the past you made a bad choice and it was like a moment that you kind of let 
shame slip in. It was something maybe felt bigger. And the shame made you just want to run and hide. And you didn't even want to look at what happened. You definitely didn't want to talk about it. You didn't want to confess it. You almost just kind of tried to convince yourself it wasn't there. And, you know, to do this, maybe you did a lot of numbing out uh, with TV or social media or pornography or food or whatever it is, right? Alcohol. But, but you know that feeling of, of wanting to hide from a feeling of shame because you made a mistake. And if you've been in that moment, you know that when you do that and you kind of avoid it, it just gets bigger and bigger. It's kind of like when there is uh, some bacteria that gets into a cut and it's not taken care of and it just kind of festers in that cut. I know it's so gross, but it just leads to swelling and pus and... <laughs> nastiness, right? Or if like some water gets trapped somewhere or some old food gets trapped somewhere and you let it just linger there long enough, it grows the nastiest stuff that just smells bad and is furry and oh, right? Nastiness. And the same thing happens with us, with our sin. If we let sin fester inside of us, it grows into this nasty thing. And the same thing is going to happen with our kids. If they have these moments of sin and either it's, they, they don't even have conviction about it, maybe because they're not in tune with the Holy Spirit. Um, they're, they've shut his voice off. They just don't know how to recognize it yet, whatever it is. One, that sin is going to fester into more sin and it's going to create uh, something bigger inside of them. Or if they have the conviction, but they don't listen to it, that also creates some nastiness, right? And so they're going to just feel yucky about it. And so if we give them this moment, this opportunity to confess and to talk through stuff, going to help them cleanse that bacteria out, that nasty mold, it's going to stop it from growing. So we don't want to miss this opportunity. This is what they need to be able to talk through this with an adult that's going to help them. And so don't skip this step because you feel guilty. Ultimately, that's just another bad action on your part if you skip it. So face it knowing that they need this. And a way that I like to transition to this moment is, you know, after I talk about what I did and and confess it with them and talk about it and give them a chance to share what they felt about it, I will then say like, okay, is there anything else that you want to talk about with what I did with my bad choice when I yelled or whatever it is, right? And so you, you ask them that, is there anything else you want to talk about with that? And you give them a chance to make sure there's nothing else they want to process. You help them feel like they can share openly what they felt and what they went through. And so you give them that chance. And then if they say no, that's when you then move on and you're like, okay, now it's time to talk about your choices. Let's talk about what happened with you. And you're going to want to give your usual talk here of diving into the behavior and what is not okay. You're going to want to make sure you're diving into their heart and understanding like why that happened, what was going on in their heart that led to that place. And hey, if you don't know what to do in these moments of discipline, this is so essential. You need a plan for this. And what I, I have some episodes that touch on it, but ultimately like what I talk about comes from the book Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. And I highly recommend you going and getting that book. I also in my last episode shared about this new amazing free resource that I found that is going to bless your pants off. Um, and it's called, if you go and search for 
crazy cool family. They have all kinds of things, a podcast, a book. They have a website where you can sign up for their base camp. And if you sign up, it's completely free. You get access to tons and tons of amazing tactical videos that really unpack specifics about how to parent as well as bigger vision stuff about how to just create a family that loves God and loves each other. And these people are amazing. Like I, this is, I don't talk, I talk a little bit about parenting and mostly what I talk about is helping you with your mental health and how to show up as a parent. But these, this couple has been through 30 plus years of parenting. Like they know their stuff, right? I'm an, I'm a newbie to parenting. Um, and so you want some, some people to pour into you that have been there before. And so make sure whether it's the book, Shepherding a Child's Heart or this, uh, free resource, you can, you need to go and invest in parenting and and knowing how to parent, like starting from scratch and just trying to figure it out on your own, or even just trying to do it the world's way. Like both are bad options. Like (laughs) there's been so many generations before us. We need to glean that wisdom and not just try and figure it out on ourselves. When we try and figure out on ourselves, it's really kind of giving into pride because we think that we know better. And ultimately, sure, you you might like have experienced certain things in parenting and you want to improve that and you have some ideas and that's not, that doesn't mean that that's not from God. God gives us wisdom and insight there, but we do need to go and look to the people that came before us and glean wisdom from them. So don't try and do it on your own. Get a plan, go access these resources. Okay. Number four, the next step after we hold them accountable is we take a moment and we sit with them and we pray. And this is such a cool opportunity to connect with them, to connect with God together. Uh, It's a good chance to ask for forgiveness for your sin and, and show them what that looks like. Confess to God your moment of sin and then ask, give them an opportunity and say, hey, do you want to ask for forgiveness from God? And give them a chance to do that. And then just just pray life over your child, over your relationship with them. Just help this just to be a moment where you connect with each other and you invite the Holy Spirit to really heal this moment and uh, show your kid too what to do after they make a mistake. Show them how they go to God. Show them how God shows up. And I I just love these moments of prayer because I always just feel so connected to my kid and to God. And really, we know that prayer works too. And so there's just so much power in this. So sit down, pull them in your lap, pray with them, give them a chance to pray. And this is such a great way to kind of wrap up that moment of pain that uh, or conflict that you just both had. And you can do this with your husband too, or anyone for that matter. This is so good. All right, number five. So, um, in brief, we are going to study the environment. And I say in brief because uh, a couple of steps later, we're going to go into it in a, in a little bit of a deeper level. But I want you to just take a moment, um, probably after you've resolved it with your kid, and you're just going to spend a few minutes and just kind of reflect on what happened. Reflection is one of the most powerful ways that we can grow. And so we don't want to miss this opportunity. So you're just going to kind of go through and ask yourself some questions. You know, I know you're going to have to get back to momming, right? There's, I'm sure a hundred things on your plate. So I know you can't go deep into it, but while it's fresh in your mind, I want you to spend a minute doing it. And here are some of the questions that you can ask yourself. Um, so first of all, what led up to this moment for me? So really diving into yourself and looking at what are the things that contributed to you losing it? So first of all, did you get enough sleep? 
Sleep is so essential. We know this for our mental health, for our patients. Um, And if you do not have a good discipline with sleep, this is essential for you to get. This contributes to so many areas of your health and your well-being and your ability to show up as the mom you are created to be. And I know it can be so easy as parents to uh, neglect this. Now, I know some of you are like in, you know, baby stages or have never developed good sleeping habits for your kids. My encouragement to you is to first of all, get that going for your kids, because that's going to be essential for you to get that. And I am such a big advocate of sleep training or some form of it. I I use taking care of babies with all of my kids. Baby wise is another great resource. But I, and I know every family is different. I know some families do it a different way, but I really, for me uh, and what I've seen in other families, believe that getting our kids the sleep that they need is essential. They're going to show up as who they were created to be. You're going to be able to get the sleep because they're sleeping and it's just good for everyone. And it sets up to me healthy boundaries in the family to make sure that everyone is uh, getting adequate rest. Uh, you have ability to, you know, be a wife. You share your bed with your husband and not your whole family. Again, there's different viewpoints out there. You don't have to adhere to what I believe, but I, I, for those of you that feel conviction there, I encourage you to go and get that settled because it is life-changing to have kids that sleep well. So that can be part of it. So I encourage you to, to pursue that if you're not there yet, but also some of you, you are just struggle with discipline for yourself. Your kids go to bed and you end up scrolling on social media for hours and you don't get to bed on time or you binge watch TV shows, whatever it is. And you got to get this figured out. I get it. I have been there and I know what it feels like to do that. And it feels great in the moment. It feels like freedom finally, right? Oh, I don't want to go to bed because then I just have to wake up the next day. But I know what it feels like at the end of that. And when I go to bed late and I'm like, oh, not again. And I know what it feels like to try and wake up in the morning and just regret life. And I know what it feels like to spend the whole day tired and depleted. Like it is not producing good fruit in your life. It's just dry ground, right? And so we need to choose things that are going to produce good fruit. And so get yourself some discipline going with your sleep. Some, someone that I've been following lately, trying to learn uh, some better discipline in some areas is Craig Rochelle. And he has a new book out. I haven't started reading it yet, but I bought it and I can't wait. I have to finish up a couple other books first before I dive in, but I'm very close and I can't wait. Uh, it's called The Power to Change. And he talks about how to change your identity in order to change your habits. And I encourage you to go and look at this. He also has some episodes on about it on his podcast. Those I've listened to those and they're just so good. So Make sure you get some discipline going with your sleep. Okay, another question you need to ask yourself is, did you eat enough or are you eating the right things? Our diet has a huge impact on our well-being. We know this. As a mom, you need to fill yourself up in in order to take care of your kids, right? It's like the car can't run if it doesn't have gasoline. Like (laughs) you need fuel to be the mom you're created, to be in healthy fuel that's going to, to satisfy your body and give it the nutrients you need. So ask yourself, like, did I eat enough today? Am I eating the right things, right? Too much of the wrong things can really also trigger moodiness in us. And so we need to make sure we're eating nutrients that are, are sustaining our energy and our mood. So did you eat enough? Um, should I, another question is, should I have asked for help? You know, I think this is something, I have many episodes about this. I'm so passionate about it, probably because I struggle with it, honestly. I, uh, and I'm kind of angry that I struggle with it. Like it should be easier than it is to ask for help. Like we are not meant to do this alone. 
God could create us for community. We need to reach out for others. And it doesn't have to be something huge, like asking for kids, someone to watch your kids for the next 48 hours. Like, sure, if you have that available, yes. But it can be something as simple as sending a text to, to a group of women that are going to pray for you and say, hey, I'm struggling right now. Can you please pray for me? I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And I've done that before in different moments. And let me tell you, just that simple text can be so huge in feeling like I can do it again. Or maybe it's putting the TV on for your kids for 15 minutes while you go call a friend and say, Hey, I just need to talk to someone right now. Can, do you have a few minutes to chat? Like I am just struggling and just like reaching out for some support. Maybe it's asking a grandparent to watch your kids for a couple hours so you can just fold the laundry or just take a breather. Like whatever it is, a spouse, a friend, a neighbor, getting some reprieve from, from the heaviness that you're carrying. So should it, should I have asked for help? Like did I, did I see that I was reaching my breaking point? And at what point could I have asked for help, even if it was in some small way? Okay, another question you can ask yourself is, how could I have taken a moment before I point? Now, this is similar to asking for help, but like, how could you have just stepped away for a minute? Sometimes I just walk into our pantry and I pretend like I'm looking for food because I know I'm about to lose my cool and I just <laughs> take a break. Pray to God for help, right? Can you go and uh, just... Go and, I don't know, add a load of laundry real quick. Can you go and just walk out of the room to take a deep breath before you react? And I think sometimes we get so focused on our kids' behavior and wanting to control our kids' behavior that we miss out on controlling our own behavior. You know, and I was convicted of this recently, just thinking about how I, I really, and I, I firmly believe in obedience. I believe we're to teach our kids to be obedient. This is what God calls us to. I also know I am called to be obedient, even above my kids, right? Because I'm alone and I'm responsible for myself. And so I get so focused on their behavior and thinking about how they're being disobedient that I miss an opportunity where I need to be obedient and I need to model self-control and I need to take a breath and I need to sometimes allow them to make a mistake, especially if not allowing them to make a mistake is going to cause me to lose self-control. And so I need to do what I can, let them make that mistake. And I take a breath before I make a mistake, as long as it's safe, right? You know, whatever that looks like, but, but working on choosing self-control for yourself before you try and choose it for your kids. So could, could you have taken a minute? What would that have looked like? At what point did you need to take that minute for yourself? Okay. So really just like spend a minute, you know, I know I went into that for a long time, but just spend a minute reflecting on what are the things that contributed to this for me. Now, a second layer of this is asking what led up to the moment for my child. You know, we talked about oftentimes these moments where we lose it is because our kids are losing it and not always, but oftentimes. And so kind of asking the same questions about your kid, like, were they hungry? Were they tired? Did they have a hard day? Were you being overly controlling as a parent? Like, what are the things, what did this look like? And just kind of doing some reflection on what was going on for them so that you can make some changes for them as well. Okay. So after you spend a few minutes, whatever you have, even if it's like 30 seconds, just take a second to think what led up to this. After you do that, I want you to number six, let it go. Let it go. Gosh, I can't sing, but you know what I'm saying? We've got to let it go. Do not, I repeat, do not parent out of a place of guilt or shame. I know this is tempting. You want to overcompensate. 
and make it up to your kid because you feel terrible about what happened. You want to just let them get away with whatever and give them all the treats and whatever it is. But this is only going to harm you and your kid. Ultimately, that is parenting from a place of pain. Ultimately, a good parent is a confident parent that maintains healthy boundaries. And so a lot of times what happens is parents feel guilty about what they did and they don't maintain those healthy boundaries that they have in place that they need to have in place. And they just kind of let it all go. And your kid is going to feel more dysregulated because of that. Your kid wants to have that normal place back, those those safety rails up, what they, they need that to expect, to know what to expect. And so we've got to maintain that. And when you feel it, you have to compensate for what happened. You're not going to show up as a good parent. You're not going to show up as the parent that they need. And so you've got to let it go. And really like, think about it. Like after your kid messes up, do you want them to hold on to that forever? Do you want them to feel like they have to overly do it. You know, even sometimes like my son, I can see this in him. Like he'll have a big old moment and you know, we'll, we'll talk through it and he'll ask for forgiveness and all of the things. And then afterwards he's like, kind of like sucking up to me, like brown nosing. And like, you know, I, I love that he has the conviction and I love that he wants to connect to me again but ultimately that's still coming out of that place of pain it's trying to like earn acceptance back and I want him just to be confident that like it's done and gone and yeah we can have extra hugs and we can say extra I love you so that's great but we don't need to go over the top and and be scared of messing up because that's not being in a firm healthy place with each other and so we want to try and get ourselves back to that firm place where we can walk confidently as parents on. Okay. So move on, let it go, go back to who you are as a parent. You've already made up with your kid. You've already resolved the issue. Now go back to being who you were made to be as a parent. Okay. Now I do have number seven. So we're letting it go in that moment, but I do think there is good in going back and reflecting again on changes that you need to make. So we already reflected for a moment, but I know most of us don't have the time to sit down and journal in that moment. We've got to cook dinner. We've got to fold the laundry. We've got to uh, work with the kids, whatever it is. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I do encourage you to just to take some extra time. You know, at the end of a hard day, it can be so easy to do some of that numbing out. Like we talked about watching the TV, not wanting to face it, whatever it is, but it is important that you do keep processing it and you do look at square in the eye and make sure that you're not hiding from it. Make sure that you've really worked through it. And so when the kids go to bed, I encourage you to just have some time alone with God. Do some more work with him. Cry out to him about how you're so over yelling at them and you're so done with it and you need help changing and you need healing. Uh, ask him, make sure you are accepting his forgiveness. Make sure that you are really receiving that and you feel that to your core and you've you've let it sink into ever every fiber of your being. Make sure you're not letting any lies seep in that are speaking uh, lies about your identity, that uh, letting lies that the enemy wants to breathe into you about you being a bad mom or a monster. How could you do that? Like making sure that those have not gotten anywhere inside of you and have stuck to you. We've got to process through it and we've got to kind of 
face the discomfort we feel. And some of it's good because we, we want to move away, like things that are discomforting, like we don't want to repeat them. And so we need to feel some of it, but we have to move through it. We can't just land there and stay there. And so if we process through that, let those bad feelings come in and, and think about the, the weight of the sin, but then <laughs> feel the weight of the freedom. The, the lack of weight, <laughs> the lightness of the freedom that comes. And so we want to get to that place and we do that through processing it more by talking out loud to God, by journaling, whatever that looks like for you. Look honestly too. go back to those factors that I talked about. Look honestly about what contributed to getting to that point. Maybe you need to journal more about it. Maybe you need to write those questions down that I said earlier and, and process through them. Like what are the things that led up to it? Go back and reflect at what point did you get triggered? What was the deeper thing for you? You know, it wasn't just your kid was behaving badly. Why did that trigger you? Did you feel helpless? Did you feel like you weren't good enough? Did you feel like, I don't know what to do with this kid? Like, what are the deeper things that were going on that led you to really losing it? Toby wants to be a part of this conversation too. And then the next thing is make the changes. Make sure you reflect on all of this and then make those changes. Do you need to get more sleep? Do you need to eat better? Do you need to do some deeper work and, and know how to heal yourself? Go through that healing journey. I'm sure you've heard me talk about the healing Ma, Healed Mama Academy. You have access to it for an entire year. There's curriculum, curriculum you walk through and coaching so I can get my eyes into your world and really help you navigate this healing because you're not meant to do it alone. So if you want to join me, you can find the link in the show notes. You could go to morningmamaacademy.gr8 is in the number eight.com. Um, I would love for you to join us. And, and we really just dive into this. You dive into through the lens of restoration theory. And we go into every aspect of your life and how your pain shows up and leads to these behaviors that you don't like. And so let me join you. And whether maybe it's not me, maybe you need to find a therapist, maybe you need to find uh, a, a counselor, a pastor, someone to walk you through this, but make sure you do the work to make the changes you need to show up for who you were created to be. All right, let me pray for you. God, I just thank you that there's always redemption. God, no matter how ugly things get, God, you always have ways you can turn it for good, God. So I pray that every mama listening, God, you would, myself included, you would redeem our moments. You would show us how you're bringing beauty from the brokenness of when we lose our cool, when we step into sin. God, I pray you would draw us closer to you. I pray you would help us know that we have to lean into you in order to do any of this life. God, I pray that uh, you would just help us draw closer to our kids from these moments. Help us to repair this rupture that has happened, God, and help it to strengthen our relationship with our kids. God, help us to accept your grace. God, we just need you. Please be the center of everything, God. And please let your voice be so loud in our ears, God, that it would just silence the voice of the enemy and we wouldn't hear any of those lies, God. Thank you for who you have said we are, God, no matter what choices we make, even when we mess up and slip and fail, fall. <laughs> Thank you that we're still your kids and you'll never leave us or forsake us. God, you're so good. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. 
This helps so much to get morning mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.